It's about you, your health, your family, and your community. This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. Remember, for more information on the show, you can like us on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. We'll have all the information about our guests and the show this morning. You can also listen to the show anytime you like. Just head to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine. Well, the election is just 24 days away. This morning, we focus on your vote and the voting process. Coming up, we talk to a national expert on voter suppression and voter intimidation. Then we take a look at the power women have in this upcoming election. But we begin with Sherry Poland. Sherry is director of the Board of Elections, Hamilton County, Ohio. It's our pleasure to welcome Sherry Poland to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, Sherry. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Now, so let me ask you this now. You are the director of the Board of Elections for Hamilton County, Ohio. What does that mean? Uh, Yes. Well, I, along with my counterpart, the deputy director, are responsible for the day-to-day operations of the board, and that includes administering all local, state, and federal elections that occur in Hamilton County. Okay, so I understand you guys have a swanky new voting center. Is that right? (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) Yes, we do. We were fortunate enough to uh, come across some uh, space that was available for lease, and uh, it's it's right on the same campus as our main office. So we're just directing voters to the to the same address, forty seven Smith Road, and we get them to the voting center once they arrive in the parking lot. All right, there, good. Now, for more than one reason, um, the global pandemic, we're facing these unprecedented times. I hate that word because people is, is overused, but <laughs> it is the truth, I guess. How are you preparing for the impact the pandemic might have on this upcoming election? Uh, yes. Well, uh, the team here at the Board of Elections has been preparing um, for months for okay. this. Uh, you know, we learned a lot from that extended primary that we had back in the spring. So all summer long, we have been acquiring um, PPE. So we have plenty of um, face mask and hand sanitizer and gloves um, and, and everything that goes along with that um, to provide uh, not only to our staff working the early vote center, but also to our poll workers that will be out at the neighborhood polling locations on Election Day. Um, you know, we're, we redid all of our polling location layouts in order to keep voters six feet apart when they're checking in, waiting in line, um, and, and voting. So we you know, have done a lot, of, a lot in that regard. We're prepared. All right, good. That's good to know. Now, registration for the upcoming election has ended. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, registration for the November election ended on October 5th. Okay, so now for those that register to vote just before the deadline, how can they find out or maybe confirm their status? Yeah, several ways. One, um, the board will mail them a a postcard. It's an acknowledgement notice acknowledging um, that we received and processed their registration and they are now a registered voter in Hamilton County. So they should look for that um, notice to come in the mail. Also, they can go simply to our website at votehamiltoncountyohio.gov and check the Am I Registered um, box, and they can look themselves up. I uh, do want voters to give us a little bit of time. Um, you know, we received a lot of registrations um, in that last few days leading up to the close. So, you know, it might take about uh, a week. Um, if they're unsure, they 
Also, they can always give us a call um, at 632-7000. All right. And in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. On the phone with me this morning is Sherry Poland. She is the rector of the Board of Elections, Hamilton County, Ohio. Now, what type of misinformation is out there regarding the upcoming election and voting? What are you hearing, Sherry? Well, there's the age-old myth that absentee ballots do not count or are are only counted when we need them or when the election's close, and that is 100% false. Every eligible um, ballot is counted, and by that I mean as far as absentee voting, you, of course, number one, had to be uh, registered um, before the deadline, Um, but the absentee ballots are actually the very first ballots counted election night because they're already here. They're already in within the board's possession. Mm-hmm. So we can hit the tabulate button at 7.31 p.m. when the polls close and tabulate those results and push them out to the world while we wait for the precinct results to come in from all the uh, over 300-plus polling locations we have in Hamilton County. We actually have, uh, if anyone is interested in following us on social media, we have something called Mythbusters, where we constantly just um, debunk myths that we hear about voting. Another is that provisional ballots don't count, you know, or that people are leery and, and don't want to cast a ballot if they have to be processed provisionally. And what people need to know is that provisional voting is a safety net for the voter. It's a second chance if there may have been a mistake made um, in some way. For example, if a voter um, was registered anywhere in the state of Ohio, but they moved and did not update their address before that close of registration, they can still vote and still participate in the in the election. They simply go to their new polling place based on where they live, go to their new polling place, and they will be processed provisionally. What that means is they receive the exact same ballot, but it's put inside an envelope instead of being scanned at the polling place. On the envelope, they list their identifying information. That uh, information comes back to us here at the Board of Elections, and as long as we uh, can verify that information and confirm that, that that voter was registered someplace else in Ohio, then, then their provisional ballot is counted. And, of course, we also make sure that they did not cast a ballot someplace else in Ohio. That's all part of the process. So that's just one example of provisional voting. It's, it's the reason most um, provisional voters are required to vote that way. But, again, it's a safety net. It, it's a second chance for voters who didn't update their address on time, and it's also a security mechanism to ensure one person, one vote. Okay, so that's a good lead into my next question. I was going to ask you to break it down, but you broke down the provisional ballot. Let's talk about the absentee ballot. What does that mean? Because who's allowed to fill that out, why, and give us the circumstances, and tell us more about that, just to be clear. Well, in Ohio, absentee voting um, and early voting really means the same thing. Basically, you're, you're absent from your polling place on Election Day. Okay. And that's uh, what we call no-fault absentee. So anyone in Ohio that's a registered voter can request uh, to vote early, either by mail or coming to the Board of Elections in person during the early voting period. They don't need an excuse or a reason to do that. If they vote by mail, they uh, they do have to request that ballot. Uh, we do not automatically mail ballots to voters who have not requested them. It's a simple process. The voter just fills out an application, sends it to the Board of Election, either by the mail or dropping it off to us, and then we will mail the voter a ballot. When the voter receives the ballot, they mark their ballot, they um, put it inside a, an identification envelope. Again, has identifying information of the voter. That 
that's sent back to the Board of Elections, and we again confirm that all the information on that identification envelope matches what's on file with the board. Um, and if it does, then the ballot is, is removed and it's accepted for counting. If the voter makes a mistake and forgets to um, list one of the uh, those fields of required, one of those pieces of required information, uh, we don't just discard the ballot. We notify the voter in writing and also follow up with a phone call, letting them know to look for this form, and they can fill it out and send it back to us, um, correcting their error and um, allowing their ballot to be counted. Again, this morning, we're speaking to Sherry Poland. She is director of the Board of Elections, Hamilton County, Ohio. Now, let's go over this now. Let's talk about the polls. They are open on at what time? They open and close at what time? Yes, so polls are open on Election Day, Tuesday, November 3rd, from 6.30 a.m. until 7.30 p.m. Okay. And for a list of polling locations, again, voters are welcome to go onto our website to, to find that information. And uh, they should be receiving any day now in the mail a postcard because we are mailing all registered voters a postcard informing them of their polling location on Election Day. Okay, now, Sherry, there are three ways to vote. Let's go over those. That's correct. First is voters may choose to vote absentee early by mail and request a ballot be mailed to their house. Mm -hmm. They can choose to vote early in person at the Board of Elections office. And for a complete listing of our days and hours, they can log on to our website or give us a call. And then the third way, of course, is the more traditional way, and that's to vote in person at your neighborhood polling place on Tuesday, November 3rd. Now, for voters that are voting early, what are some of the advantages of voting early? Uh, yes. Well, it's really, it's the voter's choice, whatever they're most comfortable with. I know a lot of people are choosing to vote by mail this election because they don't feel comfortable um, going into a polling place. Others like that uh, in-person feel of coming in and casting their ballot, which is fine, too. Many choose to do early because then you've, you've, you've made sure um, you're ballot has been counted and that if some unforeseen circumstance would come up on election day that could prevent you from voting, um, you know, vote when you vote early in person, you don't have to worry about that. You know it's done. You've got your I voted today sticker when you walk out the door and, and you know that you've done your civic duty and that and that your ballot will be counted. All right. And again, this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. More information about the show can be found on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. This morning, we're speaking to Sherry Poland. She is director of the Board of Elections, Hamilton County, Ohio. Now, let's say I am an 18-year-old, and I'm far from that. (laughs) But I want to, I'm going to walk into the polls for the very first time on November 3rd, to vote. What advice would you have for me and what should they know coming in for the first time? we would advise them to have an acceptable form of ID. The most common form of ID is a Ohio driver's license um, or state identification card. Those are the two by far most common forms of ID. But if they don't have one of those forms of ID, there are many other acceptable forms. For example, a utility bill, um, a government document. Uh, I know 18-year-old may be a college student, uh, so they might not have a utility bill. 
Um, if they if they uh, are college students on the campus of UC, UC is a government agency. So any letter from UC that has the voter's name and address and is dated within the last 12 months will be acceptable. And for those living um, on campus of our private universities, uh, they can receive a letter that basically serves as a utility bill if their um, utilities are part of their of their tuition for on campus. Um, so they need to make sure they bring an acceptable form of ID. If they don't have one, um, voters can vote provisionally once again by using the last four digits of their social security number uh, if they don't um, have another acceptable form of ID. So I would also tell a new voter to do your research and know, um, be an informed voter. Know your candidates. Know the questions and issues that are going to appear on your ballot. You can find those out by reviewing your sample ballot that's available on our website. It'll look, it looks almost identical to the ballot you'll receive on Election Day. Do your research. Know, you know, know which, who you want to vote for, how you want to vote um, before you walk into the polls um, on Election Day. Okay. Now, one of the good things um, is that you can go online for a sample ballot. Is that right? That's correct. The voter just needs to uh, basically plug in their address because the type of ballot, what's on your ballot, is tied to your address, where you live, your precinct. So the voter simply just needs to put in their address and a sample ballot uh, will pop up. So if voters show up and they find that they have an issue actually voting, what recourse do they have? Yes. Well, um, that provisional balloting process is the safety net. So no one is ever turned away. Um, so that that's the mechanism that ensures everyone has the opportunity to vote a ballot. Um, even those voters who were not registered by the deadline, who were never registered in Ohio, if they appear to vote, they will be issued a provisional ballot. Um, and that's just in case there was some sort of problem, maybe with a registration, um, maybe there was, you know, a clerical error or something that happened. So that's the safety net. So when someone walks, walks into the polling place, if they're having problems, they can ask to speak to the voting location manager. There's one at every location. Or they can call the Board of Elections for assistance. Or ultimately, there's always the provisional process that's the safety net. Now, what about poll workers? Are you still looking for poll workers? And I understand that high school students can sign up for to be poll workers. How true is that? that that's absolutely true. In Ohio, 17- and 18-year-old high school seniors are permitted to work the polls. We call it our Youth at the Booth program. We've had a very successful Youth at the Booth program over the past few years, and we already have many high school uh, seniors signed up to work this election. We're doing pretty well overall with our numbers. In fact, as of right now, all of our polling location positions are filled. We're still accepting applications because we are um, attempting to build a reserve of poll workers, trained poll workers, so that if we do have shortages between now and Election Day or even no-shows on Election Day, we have you know a pool of, of trained individuals that can go out and, and, and fill those slots. Okay, so that's a good lead into my next question. What kind of training... Um, goes into being a poll worker. You don't just show up to the polls and say, hey, I'm a poll worker. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> you have to be trained. Um, and every po every poll worker is actually, it's an appointed position, and they receive a certificate of appointment that they produce when they show up at the polling place. But, yes, for new poll workers, it is a four-hour training class that's held here on the campus of our Board of Elections. We offer classes mornings, afternoons, evenings, and Saturdays, so it should fit 
anyone's schedule. Um, like I said, it is a four-hour class. At the end of the um, class, they, the workers do take a quiz. It's an open book quiz. We are maintaining social distancing. We've limited the class sizes. Okay, and so how are we voting? You know, we won't have to worry about hanging chads or anything like that that they had years ago. <laughs> no, we have um, hand-marked paper ballots in Hamilton County as our primary voting source. So paper uh, voters are given a paper ballot, and they use a black or blue pen to uh, fill in the boxes next to their their selection and then the voter scans that ballot into a scanner that's um, at the polling location or here at the early vote center and that scanner is actually you know recording the votes cast on that ballot as the ballot leaves the voters' hands. So it's extremely secure. And then we have not only the electronic results, but we also have the paper ballots. Um, you know, in the event there's any type of problems, we, we have that as the official ballot to go back to. Um, in the event of a recount, um, it's the paper ballot that is used. And we also um, audit the elections in which we compare the uh, percentage of the um, hand-marked ballots to the electronic results to ensure the the accuracy of the electronic results. So when you show up to your polling place where you're going to vote, um, sometimes there are people outside, you know, they have literature and things like that. What should we know about that? Again, if we're a first-time voter or if we just want to know how... You know, is that legal? What are we facing here? What are we looking at? Sure, sure. Campaigning is part of the political process, and it is allowed, it is permitted at polling locations, but it it must be not inside the polling place, and um, it's a campaign neutral zone, also a pro- about 100 feet outside of the entrance to the polling place. So you should look for the poll workers are instructed to place two small American flags right at about that 100-foot mark, um, it, as reasonable as possible, you know, if 100 feet would put the campaigners in the street, we're, of course, going to bring them in a little bit. You know, we don't want anyone getting hurt. But, um, yeah, so the campaigners um, do stand uh, 100 feet away from the entrance of the polling place. And, you know, voters are are welcome to take the literature. Many voters like the literature. Many voters want it and use it as a guide when they go in to vote. Um, But some, some do not. And if you do not, you should be able to just freely walk right past them. Um, and, you know, not required to take anything from them. I do want to note that that campaigning also extends to the voter when they come in to vote. So um, campaign attire is not permitted, which basically means you cannot wear a T-shirt or have buttons or a hat that have a candidate's name or a political party's name or um, something that says, you know, vote for issue one or vote no on issue two. You can't have any any of that type of attire on if you wear mm. that into the polling place, the poll workers will ask you to remove it or cover it up. Now, finally, Sherry, what's the most important thing you want voters to know when they go to vote on November 3rd? What is it that you want them to know? That their vote is safe and secure. It is safe to vote by mail. We worked, I know there's been a lot of talk about the post office and their ability to move the mail. So in late afternoon on October 5th, we delivered to the post office almost 160,000 ballots that had been requested by mail. And within 24 hours, less than 24 hours, um, on Tuesday, October 6th, voters already had those ballots in the, in the mailbox. So I think the post office is proving that um, they are moving the mail extremely quickly. So I want people to have confidence if they choose to vote by mail. Uh, if they don't feel safe to come to the polling place, then um, 
due to their particular situation, voting by mail is safe and secure. And that um, also goes for voting at the polling place. We're following all of the um, public health guidelines and making that as safe and secure. And the vote itself, you know, we have jumped through many, many, many security hoops and implemented and tested our systems. And so I want people to have faith in the results of this election. All right. And again, if our listeners have any questions about the election voting um, here in Hamilton County, or if they have questions in general, how can they find out more websites and phone numbers? Sure. The best place to go is our website, votehamiltoncountyohio.gov. They can give us a call at 632-7000 or follow us um, on Facebook and Twitter. Well, thank you so much, Sherry. I really do appreciate you taking time. Really good information. Thank you so much. Absolutely. You have a good day. And again, we've been speaking to Sherry Poland. Sherry is director of the Board of Elections, Hamilton County, Ohio. Again, all morning long, we're focusing on your vote and the voting process. For more information on the show, you can like us on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Head there now, like us there now, and join the conversation there as well. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.